0: Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Sebastian, today we're going to be kind of covering a little bit of the USPHL very minorly and then moving into the EOJHL. So I know me and you were both talking about how we're getting excited that the USPHL play Playoffs are starting very soon, as this is the last weekend of play. Anyone that's listening, we're actually recording this on the afternoon of Saturday, February 27th. So some games have already been played, but the games wrap up this weekend. So getting ready for some USPHL hockey, uh, playoff hockey. And we wanted to state that the USPHL looks like they're going to be hosting this, basically the championships Effective March 18th in Hampton Roads, or I guess Chesapeake, Virginia. It says in Hampton Roads. So maybe it's the same place. I'm not – despite having lived in Virginia, I haven't lived in that part of Virginia. That's It's a few hours south of where I've
1: lived. Not only are we not hockey experts, we're not geography experts. So don't don't hold us to it.
0: Definitely not geography experts. I, I know more than most, truthfully, when it comes to geography. I actually love international affairs. It was my uh, – career for quite some time but when it comes to like minute details southern virginia is not one of them (laughs) so (laughs) i will say that uh, i'm really excited because they're going to be held between march 18th and march 22nd at the chilled ponds ice sports complex in chesapeake virginia and us two hosts here as fans are going to be a little bit biased we're really hoping to see the ogden mustangs at these championships and hopefully they can go all the way but uh, it's it's going to be great. I think it's going to be, a, regardless of uh, the teams that make it, we're watching as much of it as we can.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, playoff hockey is great to watch, and there's going to be tons of it. Uh, but, you know, when you have something like a national championship, you have these teams who haven't seen each other all year. Um, so, you know, you have that feeling out process in the first, you know, few minutes of the game, first couple periods, whatever it is. So it's always, always interesting to see how much, you know, Time the coaches and players are putting on film and really trying to understand what a team's going to be doing to them, and it's it's you know obviously it's for a national championship, so it's it's for the big one, so uh, it's fun to, to watch these kids play, and I think they're uh, they're going to be amped for
0: it. Yeah, I think they are, and I think you and I were talking about even before we started this podcast, uh, we we're going to be doing an NCAA jersey ranking, uh, and I'm already ready to prep for that one. But uh, we were talking and thinking, you know what, we're moving to the USPHL playoffs. It might be a good time in a week or two, in the coming weeks, I suppose, to actually do a USPHL jersey ranking, uh, as there are 62 teams in the USPHL, if I'm not incorrect. And we might actually just kind of break down a top 20 and and, and give some love to some of the, the best jerseys in the USPHL.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like for me, uh, obviously, I, I watch some of the USPHL, watching you know the Ogden Mustangs. A lot of the teams I don't know, so uh, you know, there's going to be a little zero bias to come for me coming. It's going to be what I like, and it, it won't be like our NHL one, obviously, right? You have a if you don't have a, a soft spot for that team, maybe you're not going to pick the jersey. But In this case, I know a few teams. Um, you know, I've already stated I love the Ogden jerseys, and they're probably going to be in there. Just surprise, surprise. But uh, the rest of these teams, a lot of them I've never seen before, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one to do.
0: No, absolutely. It's going to be a fun one to do. I can guarantee you that set, that one of the best jerseys for me, it's going to make my top 20. I'm not sure where yet. Cause I got to look at a lot of these jerseys. It's actually the Fresno monsters because it's actually the one of the teams that, uh, well before I even moved to Utah, that I was aware of just because I just thought they had a sick jersey. So if the Fresno Monsters don't make my top 20, I personally would be stunned. But there's 62 jerseys in the league, so I'm excited to rank them. And even then, we wanted to mention that we we love giving great shout-outs to those who are moving on. Evan Mitchell of the Havoc has committed to Chatham University. So awesome job there, and congratulations there to Evan.
1: Yeah, and it's always good to see, you know, these kids put in so much work. Um, Obviously, this year, a little harder for them with uh, everything going on in in, in the world. But, uh, you know, he he did his work, got noticed, and uh, congratulations to him. And I look forward to following his career.
0: Yeah, big congrats there. And honestly, I think he's entering one of those NCAA teams that I've noticed in terms of jerseys. And and if I'm not incorrect, they made my list or at least honorable mentions. I'd actually have to go back and look. But Chatham has a pretty sick jersey, pretty sick logo. So, yeah, congratulations, Evan. Now, you and I were also talking as last night, February 26th, a Friday night, the EOJHL returned to Perth and Carlton Place got to be a part of that because you all have been locked down for I think the last three decades and hockey has finally returned and I, I have to say I think the Blue Wings and the Canadians are pretty excited to get this going
1: yeah I mean I can definitely talk about our camp you know the boys were fired up happy to get back to hockey you know I think a lot of these kids are a lot more thankful for the hockey and you know everything that happens with uh you said basically being off it felt like 50 years um you know it was a two two month layoff but you know once when, we were in a season. I wouldn't call it a season. We were in, you know, it's more like scrimmages they're doing right now. But we were in playing, and then we get laid off for two months, and then we come back. So, you know, I think these kids really, really appreciated it, and uh, you can tell, you know, the energy was was high on the ice, both sides. You know, kids were kids were letting each other have it. Um, obviously, there's 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 no body checking. There's some body contact, which you, you can see if you watch the game. Um, you know, boys are chirping each other, having some fun, and uh, you know, I can tell you, for me, it was it was uh, it was a blast. Uh, a blast in the bench. Um, you know, obviously things didn't go exactly how we thought we were going to go. But at the same time, um, it was just fun being back out there with the hockey atmosphere.
0: No, it was exciting to actually see hockey return to Canada. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. Uh, you know, watching, I think, the MHL, if I'm not incorrect, started last week. I'm um, not 100% sure how the Maritime was handling it. its lockdowns. But, yeah, it was exciting to see some of the hockey start to return there to Canada and the EOJHL returning this past weekend, or I guess uh, this weekend, because we're talking this weekend. And, yeah, it was fun to watch. And so we'll move right into the first period. Perth was the first to get on the board with – and I will say right here, anybody listening from the Blue Wings, if I don't get the right player, let me know. I really tried to gauge the – Commentator, not even there was no commentator. The 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 announcer in the arena, based off the video replay, based off what I could see, and prayed that the person running the camera there in Perth, who I will talk about later, caught the goal. I didn't know it would be such a big issue watching this game, but got to see this goal by Carter Olson. Uh, and if I'm not incorrect, it was Carter Olson out of Gloucester, Ontario, and I think it was also a power play goal. But Perth goes up one nothing.
1: Yeah, um for us here uh watching this uh definitely a D-zone breakdown um kind of just let him walk in take a shot. Uh not really what we what we had talked about, but you know, like I said the guys are take 2 months off, you know, shake another rest off. It was it was a good shot by him. But uh, at the end of the day, it was one nothing, and we were time to for us to battle back.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I guess the battle back leader there ended up being uh, Sean Ireland. I think he's a Carlton Place local there, and he ties the game for you boys.
1: Yeah, Sean on the bench all night, just you know, buzzing. Definitely was one of our. One of our leaders trying to get the guys going, you know, started off with a great d d pass and then end up on Sean's stick with a great uh, bar down shot, uh, really fired up the boys. And, you know, I was, I was happy for Sean because I think Sean had been ripping, had been ripping around all, all practice all week and happy to see him pop one in early.
0: Yeah, and I actually think that the commentator, you mentioned bar down, I actually think the, not the commentator, again, the, the person, and again, this could have been the person running the camera, people sitting around the camera, I don't know who was talking at the time, I was half convinced I was going to hear about somebody's most recent medical appointment, but I heard that person go bar down, and I'm like, yeah, pretty on point, so it's it's awesome you said it there, too, so Moving on later into the first period, it wasn't that much later. Perth goes back up by one as, again, I believe it was Carson Costa If I'm wrong, reach out. Carson Costa out of Carp Ontario uh, gives Perth the 2-1 to lead.
1: Yeah, and this is a great response by Perth. Again, I think we're lazy in our D zone. You know, it's not exactly how we like to play. But that being said, you know, they responded well and uh, put themselves back in the lead.
0: They did, and if, if I'm not incorrect on this one, and this is just my observations, I think uh, your goalie wasn't too fond of something that happened in front of the net there because I just started, I, I saw him chasing after my own goalie heart there as he starts to throw punches. But he, he didn't seem too happy after that goal if if, if it was in fact that goal
1: yeah he uh, i think um you know that i think the boys were pretty close with rubbing rubbing pads with him and I just don't think he appreciated that i mean at the end of the day the ref, the ref didn't see anything bad, so you know we gotta go with what they call but uh i think uh he as brady's a Brady's a battler and I love him for it
0: yeah i, I love a i love a goalie that likes to throw a punch it's like the, it's a goalie after my own heart there, but you move on not farther along after that perth goes up two as i think it is again carter olsen that gives perth the three to one lead
1: yeah and i think you know our guys are a little rattled after this goal i think you know they thought that uh, the game should have been closer or even maybe we should be up but uh you know we just didn't have we just didn't have the it almost like uh, the, the care factor wasn't quite there and i think that's something we spoke about a lot with the guys on the bench you know the uh The give-a-shoot factor, uh, the nice way to say it, the give-a-shoot factor wasn't quite there with some of the guys, and we started to move our feet. But again, Perth was battling and uh, put us in a hole early.
0: They did, and that's kind of where it ended for the first period, and we move into the second period. And yet again, Carlton Place local Sean Ireland pulls you boys within one.
1: Yeah, and I think this was just a great playoff front by uh, our number 88 grade Um, he's a big boy and we've had many talks about you know him playing that power forward hockey I mean I think he did that right he's fighting off three guys could have moved his feet a little bit more but he fought the three guys off put the puck in the corner. Sean was able to get the puck, fired, fired a little high, went off the glass, and actually followed up his own shot and put it in the net. And, uh, you know, this is something we needed. And, again, this is why I said I think Sean was one of our our big leaders on the ice because, uh, you know, he he came up with some big plays when we really needed them.
0: No, absolutely. looked like he did that. And here's where I'm going to say I'm going to tap back into a little bit earlier in the podcast when I mentioned the camera work. I don't know if this is a temporary person. I bring it up because Perth scores a goal. Awesome. It would have been great to see it. Uh, I believe it might have been Oliver Carrier. I have no idea. It could have been somebody else. I'd never saw the goal. The camera person missed it. And I would say, okay, it happens. But the camera person missed about at least a quarter of the game as they seemed completely distracted. Again, I don't know if it was a camera person talking in the background or a friend of the camera person or just two people below the camera person. But the person running the camera, I, I pray this isn't your full-time job. I really do. It's more than likely with the way that COVID's affected a lot of teams around the world. I've seen this in multiple games on hockey TV where the camera person totally forgot what was happening. I've seen it in the SPHL. I have seen this in the SPHL where their camera person just stopped paying attention to the game. I just think that in this game, the camera person was there. They just were maybe LOLing a little bit too much on their phone. Or just completely distracted by other things. Whoever that is, I, sh- I pray this isn't your full-time job. And if you were volunteering, thank you very much for trying to get the game, but never do it again. Find someone who actually cares about watching the game. Because I will say, if, it's this, if this goal is in fact, and I'm sorry for going off on this rant, Sebastian, sorry. But this Carlton Place, not Carlton Place player, but this Perth player... I think Oliver Carey, if he's in fact the goal scorer for this one, is actually from Carlton Place, had a goal in this game that will not be recorded anywhere outside of maybe a score sheet if he was in fact the goal scorer because the camera person wasn't doing their job. And the camera person wasn't doing their job at least, again, 25% of this game. If I have to go back and actually analyze it, maybe it's 19%, maybe it's 30%. I don't care. I'm going 25% and it's a nice solid number. This is some of these kids' careers. The, the options for them to be drafted into a higher league like, you know, the CHL or to go into the USHL or go into an NCAA team or go on to have a bigger career in another a league somewhere. And you're not catching their goals. You're part of Hockey TV. You're part of the Hockey TV package. These games are being provided as a service to those people like me who are subscribers to Hockey TV. If you can't do your job, find someone who can do it. I understand, again, things happen. I hope this is the one time you got to run the camera. I haven't seen a game in Perth before, but don't be running the camera because you, these are kids' potential future careers and those goals are going to be important for their video packages and everything else. Teams analyze this. So if, if if Perth is analyzing their game afterwards, this isn't a goal that they can analyze. Their opponents can't analyze this game. Scouts looking at these kids to bring on to their teams can't analyze what they can't see. Sorry, I had to get that out. I've seen this enough now where there's one of the games yesterday as well before the perth game i stopped watching it was in um who do i want to call out here uh it was one of the usphl teams i can't remember i think it was i think it was in california it might have been honestly it might have been the fresno game i'm not 100 percent sure I, i watch a lot of hockey guys i stopped watching because the camera person was so chill with getting back to the right side of the ice the play was already moving back towards center ice. I don't know what was happening at least 75% of the time on the right side of the ice. So I think after skipping that game and moving on to this game and then seeing it happen again in the same day, I just got triggered by Perth. And again, with our co-host is the, the guy on the bench for Carlton, one of the, the, the guys on the bench for Carlton plays. So I wanted to watch the whole game. <laughs> I probably would have tuned out had it not been seriously, Sebastian, had you not been coaching, I would have tuned out because I'd have gotten so frustrated with the camera work. Uh, like I did with the USPHL game earlier and, and and other games I have in the past. So again, and this is to anyone that does any any sort of camera work for hockey TV. Just if you don't want to be there, find something else to do. Find someone who <laughs> find someone who can run the camera. Oh, sorry. So sorry. Perth <laughs> ended up being my trigger for that one, but this this happens a lot. But this game I sat through because uh, again, you guys were playing in it, and I think my frustration built the whole game. And I but uh, I hope that there's somebody in Perth or someone around Perth that wants to go to the game and catch the highlights that these guys are going to use later and catch a whole game. So some random in Salt Lake city can watch it, you know, come on, let me watch the game. I don't know if Carrier had a great goal. It, maybe it was great. Maybe it was fugly. I don't know because it's not on record. So yeah.
1: yeah. And unfortunately I can't really talk on the goal. Um, I didn't you think you could. I just had a to lot. get it out. A lot of these times, uh, no, I mean, usually I would be you know, talk on the goal and I, I could see what happened. But, you know, I think in this situation, you know, we had just kind of bounced back and the boys were talking about what we need to do. And I think, you know, I was having a conversation with one of our players about, you know, an adjustment and, you know, they, they end up scoring that goal. And again, like you said, I, I went to to take a look at it at film after the game and unfortunately it wasn't there. And uh, Ollie is actually from... From Carlton play so I'm sure it's something he'd want to you know maybe send it to, to his boys that are, are playing on our team but uh you know it, it was missed and I uh, you know it, it sucks for for everyone involved
0: yeah it was it's I, <laughs> for me I sorry I got triggered right there because I've been <laughs> waiting for that moment where I, I missed Perth going up four to two because it wasn't uh, it was frustrating it was super frustrating to watch that game yesterday because again if, if you weren't coaching in it I probably would have just tune away to a game where the the camera person was paying attention which is what I do a lot um, I can I look I can actually look to my hockey history if you can if you look you can see your watching history and I think people would be disturbed with how much hockey I watch from when I wake up <laughs> to the moment I go to bed but uh, it, when games are that badly recorded I just tune out but I stuck through it, man, and I think it ended up being worth it for any Carlton Place fans because that's kind of how the second period ended. And you move into the third period and Carlton Place pulls back within one. Looks like it was Will Bauer out of Carp Ontario that pulled you guys back within one.
1: Yeah, and this was just you know great work down low for the guys. Uh, and this is something we asked them to focus on. Uh, you know, at the end of the second period, you know, we we had, after the first period we asked them to focus on the D zone. And, uh, you know, really, really sharpen up there. And I think we did a great job in the second period doing that. And then we asked them to, to do the same thing in the ozone. And I think the guys, you know, the puck was down low. It was a bit of a battle. Will walks out. And uh, at first, when I was watching this goal, I saw him look someone off on, a, on an easy pass down low. You know, and I went, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. Then he walked out and roofed a great shot, and uh, I think it was the energy the boys needed.
0: Because uh, I think it kind of energized you guys. It was like, I don't know what happened in the second admission locker room, but it's something, something changed with Carlton Place's game, it felt like. And so not long thereafter... You, you guys tied it up. Uh looks like Brendan Boyce out of Kingston, Ontario, makes it 4-4. Four to four.
1: Yeah, and this is just for, you know, for everyone who's listening and probably sick of me saying, you know, put pucks to the net, get paid, and that's what it was. Um, this wasn't a pretty goal. It was just a, a literally across the goal line just fired towards the net, and the goalie wasn't quite set against his post. And, you know, sometimes you need to have a good bounce to have a good game, and then this is the bounce we needed.
0: Yeah, and then I think there's just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, Reese Smetham out of Ottawa takes the lead for you guys five to four carlton place comes back
1: yeah and again we talk about bounces uh i'm pretty sure this one went off the the backboards and just end up on smith's stick and he just fired it in um, another one of our young players just like just like wow well, a lot of our players are young but you know will and, and reese both really young guys on our team and you know they were chatting a lot with me on the bench about you know what we need to do and they're all positive the entire game and uh I think their positivity paid off for them.
0: Honestly, I think something definitely changed the way I, I kind of saw Carlton Place, in my opinion, play the third period. Just seems like they had a lot, a lot more energy to put out for that third period. Coming into that period down to two, and, and you you pull off with the win, which is great because anyone that doesn't know at this point uh, on our podcast, if a game's a blowout, regardless if it's uh, like if Ogden blows a team out eight to one, or they get blown out, you know, two to seven or something, I generally won't cover it. I might quickly breeze past it name some goal scores and move on uh so i'm just really happy that this first game back for both you and perth was a tight one congratulations to you their coach on you guys coming back and getting a victory and actually a comeback victory
1: yeah well thank you yeah again it was just you know the, the, the guys kept positive and knew what we had to do and i you know that's why i really like about this group this year and I'm, I'm really sad that there isn't an actual full-on season going on because i think we have a, a special group this year guys who just don't quit and, uh, you know, for, for me, for any championship team I've ever been a part of, uh, no matter what sport, you've got those just-don't-quit guys. And uh, not saying we go all the way and win it, but I, I definitely think we'd, uh, we'd definitely have to throw our hat in the ring for it.
0: It would be really interesting to see how some of the season would have unfolded had it actually got to be a real season versus, you know, just trying to get some ice time and get some video and get some competition out there. But it's – regardless, it's still important for each one of these players who hit the ice's future to – hit the ice um, and not be trapped at home. So congratulations to both Carlton Place and Perth for being able to return to the ice and actually for the rest of the EOJHL that also got to return to the ice uh, this past weekend or are returning to the ice this past weekend. What do you guys have, 15, 16 teams in the league? Yeah, I think
1: it's something like that. So I think everyone's everyone's basically back now. Um, we, we, before Christmas, we were paired off with, a certain, you know, with the one team. Uh, And then now that we're back uh, just because of COVID protocols, you know, we got to be set up with one team. So everyone's, everyone's basically playing two opponents throughout the year. Uh, But yeah, everyone's back. You know, it's good to see you're seeing scores going across the league everywhere. And I mean, it's, I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good step forward for hopefully a regular season coming back around next year.
0: Hopefully that's what we're looking at next year with the vaccinations rolling out and see how uh, some of these players advance on. and, And it's, I think it's just important for everyone just to be on the ice. And I just think it's, I'm telling you it, Being in that blue paint, for me as a goalie, that's home. And I can imagine goalies on both sides and goalies throughout the league and goalies throughout Canada and goalies everywhere right now are just happy to be in the blue paint if they can get to it. So, God, it's good to have hockey back. And I think I wanted to bring up one other thing because I heard that Carlton Place, the team itself, if I'm not incorrect, was sold, right?
1: Yeah, so the organization, obviously Jason Clark, who – originally bought the junior B team and then now it's a junior A, junior B and a you know triple A U eighteen organization, club kind of unit. He's he's done some great work, uh won some championship, moved some players on to the NHL, moved some players on to the NCAA, moved some players on the OHL. Always focused on, you know, obviously everyone wants to win. It's nice to win a championship, but he was always focused on pushing those players forward. And I think that, uh, you know, it just came time where he's he's done everything not everything I he's I know, he's still he's still such an amazing coach an amazing person to push these guys on but i think he decided it's time to maybe have him you know move on to the next level he is a great coach and he deserves a spot wherever he ends up going and um, i you know be, before i move on to you know the new owner and all that i just want to take time to to thank jason you know he was able he he brought me into you know the junior b team and you know let me let me be part of it and i've learned a ton from him and i you know i i, I appreciate his friendship and you know his mentorship and look forward to seeing where he goes because i think no matter where he goes he's a winner uh he's going to produce amazing players he's going to push them on to whatever's next in their career or you know he, if it's pro he's going to you know continue getting those players better i think he's going to win championships for you know until he decides he he doesn't want to coach hockey anymore and retire but uh yeah, so I mean, it was a big, big change in Carlton Place. You know, Jason was very well known for that team and very well known around Canada for, for uh, even I think North America for what he was able to build with Carlton Place Canadians. And then, you know, we, it, like you said, it was sold. So we have a, a new owner. Uh, his name is Brent Sullivan. He actually played in the OHL for a bit. He was the associate coach for the last five years for the Ottawa UGGs. So they rebuilt their men's college CIS the way this it year. It's like the NCAA, but for a Canadian they rebuilt their program and brent was there for five years and he really helped push the program to where it is and i think he's going to do a phenomenal job taking over Carlton place and i'm actually super super pumped up to uh to work with him we've had some conversation i think we're both on the the same wavelength about how you know we like to approach players and relationships and all that kind of stuff so i'm excited to see what happens with the future of the Carlton place canadians like i said the history is great and i think the future is just as great
0: no i think uh it sounds like there's a lot of positive changes going on there, and and so you mentioned it was the team was picked up by Brent Sullivan. So is that the new owner?
1: Yeah, so Brent Sullivan is the new owner. Um, he's the one who, who purchased the team. And again, like you said, I don't think it, it's nothing to do with you know uh, Jason didn't want to be there or anything like that anymore. I think what happened is you know. Jason is ready to make that step, which he he absolutely should. I mean, he's a, like I say, he's a phenomenal coach, he's a phenomenal GM, he's a great leader. Um, and I think, you know, and I, I, I can't confirm this isn't something I've heard either of them say, but when I speak to Jason and when I speak to Brenton, I see that they're both very committed to moving these players forward. And, you know, obviously winning championships is going to happen when you're moving. Say you move 10 guys onto the NCAA and the OHL, you're going to have a pretty good team. You're probably going to win a championship. But to them, you know, the important thing is moving those guys forward, and I think that they both have that same philosophy. So don't be surprised if uh, Carlton Place doesn't miss a step.
0: Oh, it looks it looks like it'll be exciting time moving forward there, and especially coming out of COVID, to see what Brent is able to do with the Carlton Place Canadians. You know, Brent's going to have, I think, a uh, exciting and challenging time moving forward to you know continue the success of the Carlton Place Canadians.
1: Yeah, and I agree, and I think uh, you know if. if you know I I, like I said I, I have nothing but respect for Jason you know he was able to or he let me be part of the you know crowd Place family and I'll always you know always th- be thankful for that and but uh, you know having the conversations with Brent uh you know obviously it's not my call whatsoever so this comment someone could say you know you need to shut up it doesn't really matter but you know to me I think Brent was the right person to, to kind of take over he's going to bring that that same let's get these players to where they need to be attitude and obviously that attitude is the kind of attitude that players want to play for and when you got players who want to play for you that are good, I mean, that's how you win championships. So, um, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, you know, and hopefully in a, in a full regular, you know, 2021, 20, 2022 regular season next year.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next season. I'm excited to see how everything happens in the hockey world. Excited to see where the Carlton Place Canadians move forward. I will say for this, one of the episodes we need to do in the future as well should be ranking some hockey jerseys there around Canada, below the major juniors, including... You boys right there, because honestly, when you guys hit the ice with those dark uniforms against Perth, I was like, okay, those are pretty sick. I did like the dark ones a lot, but uh, I kind of want to see because if I'm not incorrect, I think Renfrew had a jersey I noticed as well. I think they had a pretty sick jersey, but yeah, I kind of want to see what some of the uh, the minor league because, dude, I've seen some cool jerseys in, like the BCHL as well, and uh, yeah, I gotta I, we we've got to do it. There we go, it's set. We're gonna do a. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna do a, we're gonna do some jersey rankings there from uh, some junior hockey there around Canada and, and get some shout out to some pretty sick logos as we did with the uh, you know Sask Saskatoon up there in the the major juniors because it's you got to compete with Saskatoon I think that was was that our number one that was mine. I don't even know if that was my number one I know we both ranked that one high
1: yeah they're they're both in, I think our top two top three so they were they were very high but yeah they're they're in the in the junior leagues here in, in Canada there's a lot. Of great jerseys like I mean a lot so it's going to be hard to do for sure but uh, I'm excited to do it because uh, you know I always see on Twitter you know people are are debating what jersey is better you know there's so many teams because there's so many leagues and it's just yeah I I think we're gonna we're gonna come across and see how special some of these jerseys really are.
0: Yeah because it comes down to personal taste I mean you could have excellent taste and rank you know something a Quebec Nordiques looking jersey is amazing, or you could have horrible taste and rank something like the Arizona Coyotes, uh, whatever that is, really f- high. So. Oh,
1: you mean the floating dog body? Yes.
0: No, no the floating dog one's fantastic. <laughs> I love that jersey. <laughs> but no, I think uh, that'll be a fun episode we should do, you know, maybe after the USPHL one and uh, just keep pushing the NCAA one back a little bit farther and a little bit farther. I got my list ready to go, though, so we can drop these episodes whenever. But yeah, that said, I think this is a great place to wrap it up welcome back to the EOJHL we're happy to have you we're happy to talk about you especially with the USPHL wrapping up its season here with the playoffs we'll have leagues spread out there where we can continue to cover some uh great hockey out there so hey thanks for everyone listening in this is Chris and Sebastian have a great day and we'll catch you next time